This is delicious food that happens to be plant-based. Right. And many people who aren't vegan come in and say, that's my favorite meat lover's pizza in Tampa, period. And I'm not vegan. Welcome to Tampa's Table, a culinary journey. I'm Jeff Houck, Vice President of Marketing for the 1905 Family of Restaurants. My guests today are Keith and Jill Sedita of Flourish Restaurant. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So Keith and I have known each other a while. And if I recall, the first time I met you was when you were with Flemings. That's correct. And uh, and we there was a wine dinner. Right. And I felt like the king of the world because of the hospitality <laughs> that you were showing. You're an expert at hospitality. Uh, that's not up for debate. You don't have to comment on it, affirm or deny. But I, I, I'm really excited to talk about um, your your new restaurant, which is new, but it's also new kind of restaurant for Tampa. And I wondered if you could talk a little bit about Flourish and how you both came up with the idea and the execution. Well, I guess you could say the genesis is um, our children. Right. They um, have always been sort of budding environmentalists growing up, and they became really interested in the vegan lifestyle and plant-based eating before we did. Um, and your son's names? Dimitri and right. Ethan. Yeah. So they just started, you know, choosing to eat plant-based meals and paying attention to what they put in their body and how it made them feel. Um, and then, you know, we just kind of followed suit and... Um, I became a vegan and we just started, you know, to figure out ways to get really creative at home with what we were making. Um, and then we realized there there aren't that many choices mm -hmm. or there weren't that many choices at that time um, for dining out. So um, one thing led to another and we started thinking about this concept and, and thinking about ways to make it easier for families to get plant-based foods quickly um, and convenient conveniently and making sure that they're delicious mm -hmm. yeah in the quick service realm they're really nobody goes to the depth that you guys go to we're definitely proud to be pioneering something as the the first uh, plant-powered pizzeria in tampa um <clears throat> you know it's uh it's been a great journey we um you know, as Jill was saying, we, we we bought an uni pizza oven. We head out back and we fired that up. We started messing around with pizza recipes. And, that sounds you know, like terrible been, research, Keith. We've been making a, our house-made cashew ricotta for a few years now. And that's on, you know, so many things with stories on our menu too, right. which are great. And just our family recipes. Now, full disclosure, Keith and I have worked together at the 1905 Family of Restaurants. But like I said, when I was a food writer for the Tampa Tribune, we crossed paths. Um, but the thing that always impressed me was that even be way before Flourish, you brought the perspective of, well, what do we have for the people who don't eat meat? Um, what, are, what are we offering the full group and not just um, you know, the, the widest part of the bell curve? Um, I'm wondering what you're seeing now that you're on the other side of it as an owner and operator from, you know, I know friends who've gone and they're like, oh, the buffalo is my favorite. And they, they find their own place in the menu in a place that makes them feel welcome, you know, for what the the kind of eating that they do. I'm, I'm wondering what kind of reaction you're seeing. The reaction is amazing. As you mentioned, I've been in a lot of different restaurant concepts throughout my career, and I've never been in a restaurant where people will go in, they'll sit down, they'll have a pizza, and before they leave, they get up and they order another one. It's pretty cool. Or they tell us their journey. And and we're not, you know, we're not preachy in our approach in any way. We're This is delicious food that happens to be plant-based. Right. And 
many people who aren't vegan come in and say, that's my favorite meat lover's pizza in Tampa, period. And I'm not vegan. And we love that. That's like, you know, it's, we, we accomplished something there, we think. But again, they tell us their story and their journey a lot. They just feel like they, they have a place where they can. Or if, they're, if they do follow a, a strict plant-based diet and they look at that menu and they have this little twinkle in their eye and they're like, I can have anything? Like, yeah, you can have anything. Mm-hmm. And the but, menu's really designed for everybody. Right. Like when we initiated coming up with these recipes, we thought, you know, if we're going to be 100% plant-based, we know that it has to taste great and the textures have to be there and all the levels of flavors so that, um, you know, if, if somebody comes in and they're vegan, but they bring their mom or their friend who's not vegan, we want to make sure that everybody's satisfied and everybody's It's the happy. reverse of what we were just talking about. Exactly. Right? You know, you want everybody to feel welcome. It's not like, I, I didn't mean to pigeonhole in, uh, by any regard. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a flavor experience as, as much as it is sort of uh, uh, an eating preference as far as I see and, it anyway. And we chose pizzas and bowls intentionally, right? If you think about pizzas and bowls, those are familiar foods to everyone. Right. And they really they really are. And, you know, we make our own pizza dough. We make our own sauce. We make our own sausage. We make our own cheese. So, I don't know. It's And we both have New York and New Jersey roots. So, the pizza crust had to be, <laughs> it had to be the star of the you show. You can never go home again if you don't get the crust right. <laughs> Yeah. Stop you at the border. <laughs> Say Newark, I heard what you did in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Newark, they'll, you'll, they'll never find you. Um, so you uh, so you worked on this concept for how long? I would say a year and a half. Yeah, formally, probably about a year and a half. And the reason I ask is, is that the landscape of your audience continues to evolve. So what you might have started at and what you opened at might have been two different things, especially as the economy has been you know up and down and mm-hmm. ingredients cost whatever they cost. Um, what percentage are, what we were talking about, what percentage are, say, vegan or vegetarian versus other? Gosh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, we don't have any data on okay. that, but I would say it's becoming more um, of an even percentage. Sure. Like we started out, the vegans, they're online and they know about everything. <laughs> They're right. so loyal. There's they're a just, little vine so of information that goes yeah. from person to person. Well, they right. share it like uh, you know, it's like, oh, you got to try this because, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a special group, and um, they share a lot of information. So they found out about us pretty early. Sure. Um, and now you know, with social media and word of mouth, it's it's definitely growing into the general population. Um, but we, you know, we see people who come in from the neighborhood who didn't even know we were there. It's just, oh, I was driving by, I happened to see this i wanted to check it out and you're on dale mabry it's not like you're tucked away in yeah. some right. remote neighborhood you're right there with all the other kind We're of restaurants bro homicia west and it's a huge neighborhood so we love when people are discovering us every week new new neighbors pop in and that's fun because a lot of them aren't vegan and they have become regulars so sure. that's a that's a big big thing for us We're excited and then about. we see um, more and more people who come in because they have it like a dairy allergy mm-hmm. and they haven't been able to have pizza in years or their children can't have pizza so um that's been really sort of special that you know we can provide a service for them so that's, that's been awesome. nice um and even gluten allergies we have a gluten-free crust available so we're seeing more people who are, you know, have restrictions and, you know, they come in starry-eyed and they're just so excited that they can order things off the menu. And people are just more thoughtful about what they're taking in their bodies too. Definitely. Uh, of all ages. Of, of all, all ages. Yeah. I We have a um, a young couple who come in, they're, they're vegan, and uh, their father is not. And um, <clears throat> he, 
he had he had some health issues and the doctor said you don't really need to start watching what you eat he didn't recommend vegan or not vegan he just said that so his son said you know why don't you try what we're doing so he's all right give it a shot and he is so proud to tell us that he's been back to the doctor recently and they said i don't know what you're doing here your blood works never looked better he lost four belt sizes i mean that's pretty cool and he was never he never thought about eating this food until he tasted it. And he's like, I can do this. I can imagine the stories you hear. I, I didn't even thought about that part of it because, you know, first of all, as you said, um, people who eat that way are, uh, they communicate, uh, you know, when they find something, they find a source, they want to share it. There's just something right. about that that feels like power. And and then when it's shared, it becomes like, okay, a destination. And then when they walk in, I imagine that, that it's a, a new thing for them. And then, um, let me tell you about my hardship a little bit. Yeah. And your 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 um your your staff has to be very I, I think very good listeners in addition to being people who execute food. That's a different kind of skill. They're excited to be part of the the stories that right. we all get to be a part of too. They're they're amazing. Our team they they really are. They're immersed in what we do. Um some are vegan, some aren't. They just love what they do, and we get that feed, and we hear that from our guests. And, and a big part shows. of the training is education, because right. we want them to be able to educate guests who come in. A lot of people come in, they don't know anything about vegan food. They don't even know what it is. So um, we want to empower our our team members to, you know, talk about like how much protein is in quinoa um, because we have, you know, we have grain bowls as well. So um, we have a lot of super foods that are on the menu, you know, pumpkin seeds, um, uh, yellow pea tempeh. So all these things that we want our team members to be able to, you know, teach people right. like this, not only does this taste amazing and it has so much versatility, but um, it's good for you too. And it's good for the planet, you know? So that there's helps. there's that whole thing too, reducing the carbon footprint. That's and right. a lot of people come in because, you know, they're looking to make changes in their lifestyle because they want to do better for the planet and, you know, for people in general. Absolutely. And that's a big part of it too, the, the reduced carbon footprint. Like we have no cups, lids, or straws. The water bottles we use are made of plants and all of those things you know, have gone into, you know, the creating of this this concept. Absolutely. Um, but part of that audience you mentioned or you asked about earlier, um, and Jill mentioned protein, a lot of people came in from gyms and they are so happy to see they can get a, a, a meal that happens to be <laughs> plant-based and get all the protein they're looking for too through things like the tempeh, Jill mentioned. Um, you know, there's a, a company in Gainesville called the Tempeh Shop, and they make the tempeh for us. Oh, really? And a lot of people are steering away uh, from soy. So um, we have both available, uh, you know, in our, our menu. So we have some soy-free items and some not. But our tempeh intentionally is soy-free. So it's a yellow pea tempeh as opposed to a traditional soybean. I remember when back in the day, uh, Taco Bus mm -hmm. started offering tempeh. Oh, really? And it was such a game changer for them when they were perceived as being inclusive of everybody right. at the table. And um, it was literally overnight they had a different audience, for lack of a better term. Um, you've opened many restaurants, uh, both you know before 1905, after 1905 now. Tell me the, a, a little bit about what goes into opening a restaurant because right now we are in this explosion of restaurants. And people think they just add water, they, they show up. Um, oh, they just happen to have all the stuff that they need and all the ingredients and everything's, you know, lovely. Right. Talk a little bit about the process of opening up a restaurant, both before you had your own place and then now, and sort of what the challenges are now to doing that at a time when 
everybody's opening. Well, because of the my past experiences, this is kind of a culmination of just taking all of the good that I that I got to experience uh, throughout my journey sure. and applying it. And yeah, I guess the thing is now it's that I we don't have a marketing team. We're the mar- <laughs> we're the marketing team, right? We don't have. Um, we don't have the luxuries when you're when you're when you're uh, an independent startup. <laughs> or startup. You don't have all those luxuries that you that you used to having, and that's a big difference, I think. So you have to make all those decisions, you and then you decide the, the want the nice to have or the want to have uh, compared to the need to have. Mm-hmm. And we um, we feel that we did it very lean uh, and put out something that people don't realize that we did it very lean. So that was part of our goal too to make sure we were able to hit our budget that we put out and make it look beautiful and taste delicious and all of that so a lot goes into it um people don't realize when you come up with a, you create a word and you spell it the way we do in flourish f-l-o-r-i-s-h um you know we did international trademark search and all that it took how many nine months i think yeah. i mean a lot of things and then you have an attorney that you have to pay for to do all of that so <clears throat> people yeah it's, it's not just add water there's a lot goes into it and then the vendors real estate there's vendors there's I real mean, estate jill would just worked so hard from gosh we looked from anna maria island to wesley chapel uh, and then we landed on this this spot in South Tampa that she found. And um, I think that uh, all all of those things, it's just you have this big list and you're just narrowing it down every day until you get to it. And then you finally have to say, all right, we have an opening date set. Regardless, we get, we're going to do this. And then you do it because you're never ready. And people, if you haven't done this before, you don't realize that you're never going to be ready. It's kind of like when you're putting a menu out there. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's perfect or not. If it doesn't get out. <clears throat> that is a phrase that our mutual friend, Michael Kilgore, yes. used to say. If it doesn't get out the door, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's the same thing with a restaurant. We could have kept, we could have chipped away for another two years to try to make it perfect and not be open yet. So we got open and you live and you learn and you evolve. And the great thing about restaurant people is they're very adaptable and you have to be adaptable. And, uh, Jill and I have worked together as a team on many levels for over 20 years now. Right. So we get to, so we know we're adaptable. So we got to do this together and make a restaurant. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. We've had um, uh, uh, several um, couples who are in business with each other on their ventures. And the one thing I haven't asked is how do you decide who does what? And how do you draw the line between work and home and, and do you? Yeah, that's... Um... And that's a very good question. <laughs> well, I know my, my parents were in business at one right. point and they had a, uh, an automobile lot. And my mom did the books okay. and my dad was a sales and everything like that. And I saw how much one infused in the other. And it's not easy. I mean, it's I'm not trying to make it seem like it's a hardship case with Flourish no. or anything. But how do you decide where to draw the lines? Yeah. So it's, uh, I think constantly evolving and we both came to the table with different skill sets and um we kind of know what each other are good at what our strengths are if we were both restaurant people it would be more of a challenge yeah i think so. but we have two different skill sets so we and we kind of know what what they are yeah (laughs) right um so and i think a big part of it too is that we're kind of a mission driven business so even like I came in not really knowing much about the restaurant business itself, except, you know, by default, just right. because I've been, we've been married for so long. Um, and Keith's always been in the restaurant business. But I think with when you're passionate about something, you really just, you, you come up with um, the energy and the strength to figure things out. Right? There's the dream of being in business. 
and doing, doing what you believe in. <laughs> There's the dream of fulfilling um, uh, the hopes of your children. And then the hopes of Tampa, that's a lot of dreams moving around and that gets you out of bed in the morning in a different way. It's just, yeah, you have a different exactly. mission. Um, so everybody has a fantasy about what people in the restaurant industry do when they go home. What do they eat? What do they make? And uh, you giggle a little bit, but uh, everybody has this idea, uh, this mythical idea of you know unicorns and you know the Loch Ness Monster in every pantry and you just pull it out and magic happens. How do you eat at home when you want to comfort yourself? Well, well, it's not as glamorous as you think it is, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and that's the answer that most people have given. That's right. But what um, I will say is our son's home from college, mm -hmm. and we feel that it's a parenting win, this one element of our lives. He loves to cook. Oh. And he's, you know, 100% vegan, so he will go online, find a recipe, and, you know, go get the ingredients. And he comes up with these amazing, mostly, like, Asian-infused. Asian, like... <laughs> Like fun stuff. Delicious. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to bring a pizza home. Dimitri's cooking. This is great. I like this. <laughs> well, t to be fair, you raised extraordinary sons. Um, you know, for people Thank who aren't aware, your sons really kind of spearheaded the whole idea about cleaning up the bay after Gasparilla with the beads that fall into the waterway along Bay Shore. Um, these are these are not passive children. So to hear that he's continuing that sort of level of interest in cooking is heartening to me because it's like. Oh, another generation gets it, you know. Um, so uh, your vision for the future of Flourish and also what you see Tampa say in the next five years, because it was five years ago that the first version of Tampa's Table came out. Okay. A lot has happened. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you see, say, for the next five years, both for your brand and also for Tampa? So, um, first of all, it's so exciting to see yeah. what's happening in Tampa. I feel like, you know, we lived here for many, many years and the choices were very limited. Um, so now to see, you know, a lot of big brands come in, not only that, but so many independents like coming up with unique concept ideas is exciting. Um, so we're really happy to be a part of it. And um, as far as Flourish goes, we just want to, you know, keep growing in our in our location, obviously. Um, one of our goals was just to make it easier for people to, to eat this way, mm -hmm. you know, without having to sacrifice anything. So um, the more people that we can feed, the happier we'll be. Um, we also uh, have been talking about doing um, frozen pizzas because a lot of people come in and they they want to take like stacks of pizzas home, put them, put them in their freezer and just eat them, you know, at their leisure. So we're talking about what that looks like in terms of equipment and you know, how we pizzas, set that up. Yeah. 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 So, right, exactly. So um, it's not to Giorno, it's Sadita. There you go. <laughs> right. I, I give that to you freely. I only change, take 2%. That's okay. Thank you. And, and with I'll that, let you know how it works out. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that idea, the next level would be um, national shipping, you sure. know, like, so um, there are a lot of places in the U.S. that are, that are vegan deserts, right? right? So, um, and, and Tampa alone. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And For people sure. love, people come right from the airport. There's an app called Happy Cow and a lot of the vegans and vegetarians, like if they're traveling, mm -hmm. they use that app and they Your find app. us. Um, and they, you know, people come from all over the place and we constantly hear, you need to put a flourish in this city, that city, you guys would kill it here. There. That's a high compliment. We hear, it, it sure is. We don't take that lightly when right. people say, is this a chain? 
Is this a franchise? When are you going to franchise? Those are all compliments. Like, uh, like that's how Polyfit looks and how yeah. well the, the concept yeah, we is designed. Take it lightly. We yeah, it comes together. Yeah. yeah. So, as far as uh, Tampa in general. Well, yeah, the evolution of the food scene here, as you said, it's it's great. It's great to be a part of, right? I mean, oh my gosh, we moved here 17 years ago, and it's a def definitely a different landscape. Definitely. Um, and we're. Again, proud to have this this unique thing with with a vegan pizza and bowl restaurant, but we're seeing we're seeing more and more uh, pop up, more and more interest. Um, I just think that the future is going to have more diversity in, in in the menus in Tampa uh, on the on a plant based level for sure. I was thinking about you the other day um, about both of you because. Um, there was a new restaurant that opened in Water Street you know, two weeks ago, a week ago. And I looked to see what their menu was online. And their menu was online, but it had no prices. And all it had were symbols. And I would say 90% of them had either vegetarian or gluten-free on it. And I'm like, they're sending a signal. This is worth the price of what you're coming here for. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that looks like the future to me. Yeah. You know, where where it's it's almost more important than what the price is of how you're eating, how we're presenting it, and how we're preparing and sourcing it. So I hope that continues. I think that's a very thoughtful way Absolutely. to go through it. So would you like to talk about the recipe that's in Tampa's table? Sure. It's a roasted chimichurri cauliflower and it's delicious and it has texture and depth of flavor and it's bright and colorful and you know it's it's something that can complement you know you can if you're making tacos you can put it with that you can put it in a bowl you can put it beside a, a protein um i don't know we just we chose it because we we knew and it's it's not overly challenging to make at home mm -hmm. too so when you when we're asked to put something in a recipe book we we put a lot of thought into what we chose yeah sure. easy but full of flavor great texture I saw a TikTok last week where a guy, where there's a stand-up who's going, you know, I feel like um, no real, nobody really saw how much we were going to ask of cauliflower. <laughs> I don't think cauliflower knew like, it. Yeah, it's, again, my wife and I had cauliflower rice last night in our in our dish. Right. Um, but he's like, you know, we're using it in everything. We're making steaks out of that thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. they match uh, it. It's such a versatile sort of delivery right. system for it. But, it is. Um, and most plants are, you know, we, um, the things that you can do um, with cashews, for right. example, you know, um, we use them for the base for the ricotta. And it's really, we think that it tastes better than traditional ricotta. Well, it, just, it does. Okay. And it's and more nutrient why it dense. It's because traditional ricotta, it, translated in Italian, is recooked, right? It's just recooked cheese. It doesn't have any added <laughs> flavor at all. Right. If you make, homemade cashew ricotta like we do where we have the cashews we have fresh garlic fresh basil we have all these additional flavors in there so it does taste There's better as long as you nail the consistency and it makes it creamy you you know food is two things it's flavor and texture right. we have both of those really doesn't matter what the source is that's true well i look forward to trying it out at home because i love cauliflower so so i heard earlier you mentioned the word sausage and my brain kind of twisted like a corkscrew for a second Tell me about how you do sausage. Yes, so we do a house-made Italian sausage crumble, and it's walnut-based, and we use all the you know traditional Italian seasonings, fennel seed, um, paprika, 
and onion and garlic. It's it's delicious. And people use it um, both in their bowls. Some people order it as a bowl uh, component, um, but also we love to put it on our pizzas. So we have two signature pizzas that include the Italian sausage crumble. One is the Jersey Girl. So it has our sausage, fresh uh, green bell peppers mm -hmm. and fresh mushrooms with um, our Miyoko smots and um, our delicious house-made uh, hand-stretched dough. Um, and the other one is the sausage pesto. So uh, it has our pesto base, which we make in-house, okay. um, the Italian sausage crumble, and we use fresh arugula on that as well. And the drizzle. And uh, hot date drizzle that we have. We have all of our drizzles we do in-house. Um, the hot date is actually date syrup, which is very nutrient-dense, mm -hmm. um, but it's got that sweet sort of honey flavor. It's delicious. And um, we reduce it down with fresh jalapenos, so it gives it a little bit of a kick. Um, so we put that on the fresh Dang, arugula. That sounds good. Jill came up with a name. It's a brilliant name. The, the Jersey date. Girl. The hot date. Oh, the hot date. The hot date. <laughs> Jill is the Jersey girl. Well, there you go. <laughs> and the hot date. <laughs> well, so what is what has the reaction been to people uh, that they, they think sausage and then they have this other experience? Yeah, they just, I mean, again, the biggest compliment is people say, I can't believe this is right. vegan. Right. This is unbelievable. And it's a hard thing because a lot of people don't realize that if you aim at just one segment of people by making it, say, vegan, um, other people might have a different uh, attitude about it. It's like, do you want, are you trying to make something taste like meat, even though it isn't, or do you just make it good and it takes care of itself? And a lot of times people aim at trying to make things, to, oh, that taste just like a, a bolognese or something like that. And you can do that, but you spend so much effort and it just doesn't really carry instead of just trying to make it good. Right. Yeah. And, and food is very personal right. to people because they've been conditioned with it. They grow up, they have certain foods um, at celebrations. And when they're making memories, they always, you know, have certain foods that they, that they enjoy. So we knew when we made this menu that we had to like hit those, you know, flavor profiles mm -hmm. um, just so people would be comfortable right. with the vegan menu. Um, and also, you know, we think it tastes better because um, we put so much effort into it. It's not just, you know, sausage that we buy frozen that we sure. throw on a pizza. Um, so we always say, you know, it's made with plants and love. I heard, <laughs> I've heard the word fresh in the past five minutes about a thousand times. And that's- So plants and love, real quick. Plants and love. Plants and love. So, so plants is a given, but love is a choice, right? Okay. And that's all these things we're talking about, how we're creating this food. And we- our staff knows that and they, they carry that too. And it transmits through the food. Yeah. I mean, you and I have had conversations. I don't think you can be a bad person and make great food. It just transmits. You can't, it leaves your body uh, in good ways and bad ways. And it, and it transmits when, uh, you know, whether you're making a restaurant or a menu or whatever it is, even a cocktail, um, you can always tell it doesn't, it mm -hmm. doesn't lie. So to the future of, of flourish, if that's okay, yeah. you know, uh, subscription order, pizzas you know we we hope to see that in the future okay. um but also our drizzles and like whole foods and places you like mentioned that. drizzles what is that so it, they, I mean, I have they, an idea, they, they but... complement our pizzas okay. and our bowls and our the two biggest compliments we get on drizzles are buffalo and our ranch but our ranch vegan or not it's the best ranch out there and people tell us that they come in and they buy we we, we sell little souffle cups mm -hmm. 75 cents each so like can i just get a squeeze bottle <laughs> so we are like oh, figure it out and here's a squeeze bottle you know um so they love it what love, makes it love, so love. delicious 
It's the love. Oh, it's the love. <laughs> um, and it's ingredients. Precious. You know, you have to have great ingredients. We, we went to a restaurant not too long ago that had vegan ranch, and we were so proud of ours when we had it. We, it, was, it was thin. It was too much dill. And it was just, it wasn't balanced. Balance is right. It's a big word in food. And ours is balanced and it's the right consistency. And mm -hmm. again, people taste it and they're like, there's no way. And people vegan. love it drizzled on the, their pizza or dipping their leftover crusts or in the ranch. <laughs> they really like you it. You are killing me. No, I'm not joking. Like a minute ago, um, my stomach started grumbling when you started talking. All right, about we'll food. see you for lunch. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I'm a dipper. We yeah, got it. Dipping is universal. Um, but I, I, I love ranch. Ranch is just awesome. People love Pairs ranch well everywhere. Yeah. We can set you up with a flight of drizzles, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm yeah. looking for an IV, you know. <laughs> um, but that's awesome because it's like it takes it out of the realm of just being dressing and makes it actually an ingredient in, that's the, right. in the bowl. Part of the experience. Why do people like eating out of bowls? I know it sounds very basic question. I think it's a but, comfort food thing yeah. just to have like a nice bowl of, you know, different components that all pair well together. It's easier to eat, scoop it yeah. up. Because I, I, I always understood the appeal of bowls from a savory standpoint was that it kept the temperature below the rim very well and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But nowadays it seems like people really gravitate toward that experience of of like this is mine this is this is where i live and they can also personalize it right yeah. so yeah, we have so signature right. bowls on our we have both signature pizzas and signature bowls on the menu but you can craft your own signature bowl so put all your favorite stuff in there and little extra ranch we live in the world of customization <laughs> right now we do yeah, yeah we were talking on another episode with dave ward of buddy brew and the thing that he loves about coffee well among many is that people however people like it is the way they want to serve it and there's so much customization and, and and emotion as you were talking about you're going for some emotional connection to the product that you're producing mm -hmm. but people have such an emotional connection of how they like it mm -hmm. and that's really what anybody in hospitality should aim for yes so yes. you know the fact that you have so many options is awesome thank you thank you well, thank you for being a guest today. This has been fascinating. I can't wait to come get some a gallon of ranch. I'll be the guy by the side of the road with it like dripping down my face. And I won't tell anybody where I was, but you know, I won't. I don't want to embarrass you. But no, this has been awesome, and I really wish you well with the new concept. We appreciate it. We appreciate the uh, invitation to be here. Be sure to check out their recipe and Tampa's Table: A Culinary Journey. You can find more episodes on YouTube and wherever podcasts are found. And thank you for joining us.